0: Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.
2: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley. With premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last.
0: Hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give him a shout out.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Glad to be here.
0: Now, tonight, we
1: want
2: to take you... Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley. With premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at four ninety nine ninety nine and sofas at five ninety nine ninety nine. Ashley, for the love of home.
0: On a journey about a creature that, I don't know, maybe you've heard of, I haven't. I mean, well, it's not popular to me. Well,
1: we we have uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch in our area, right. and what we're talking about is the Skunk Ape, and that's more in the southern region, uh, Florida, Florida, Georgia.
0: Yeah, that area.
2: Yeah. So the southern panhandle.
1: Right. We we just finished watching a documentary by, uh, well, it's Stacy Brown Jr. Stacy
0: Brown Jr. Yes. And uh,
1: it, it it was. Uh, he he walked us through a lot of eyewitness accounts they gave their story there was some reenactment and it's on amazon prime i highly recommend to watch but we're gonna go through we'll talk about some of the stories and give you our take and try right. you know everything you see online you gotta you gotta pick out what you believe or not but i believe this documentary was done very well
0: right and i i believe it too you know uh Stacy, good job.
1: Good job. Yes. You did your dad proud.
0: You did. Man, uh, but no, as my brother was saying there, you know, we, we want to start with some of the stories. And, I mean, they interviewed, like, quite for a documentary, they went through the roster of people that had their experiences. And they also put their evidence up against, you know, the naysayers. So it was good. But we're going to start with one of the stories that was told and it goes back to the 1800s yes this right
1: this one was pretty compelling
0: yeah it was now we're into the documentary and they bring this first but i want to take it uh time wise chronologically so in the 1800s in that area of florida in the swamps Supposedly, there was a skunk ape that was maybe sick or wounded. Me and my brother can't figure it out, but they made it seem like they captured it with no conflict whatsoever. Right. And uh, we're saying, okay, if that happened, maybe it was ousted. It was old. It was about to die, and they took it in, because they made it seem like they captured it with ease. But they did nonetheless took it and presented before the governor. Yes. And the governor didn't know what to do with it at the time in this small town. So he sent it to the insane asylum, the hospital, said it's it's, it's, an, it's an escaped person because he's covered in hair, can't speak English, can't speak nothing, and uh, we don't know where to put him. So that's where they sent him.
1: Right. And at the time, they really didn't know what they had. Right. That's why they presented it to the governor. I guess what started was it was hanging around... Uh, I guess where people have their homesteads and stuff, and it was splashing around in the lake. Now, <clears throat> why it was easy to capture, I don't know. We we both speculated about this off uh, off the mic, and maybe it was ousted. Maybe it was sick. Maybe it was old. Who knows? But right. Because from what we know about the Sasquatch-type creature, supposedly they live in family pods or clans is what they call them. That's what they call them. So, why would he be out there alone and why would it be so easy to capture him?
0: And and I question that thing, too, because you bring up a good point. Why was it out there alone making noise so someone would hear it? Right. And and hanging around homesteads? Because that's not the nature of a Sasquatch.
1: Right. That's opposite.
0: Right. I mean, they're going to come to your homestead to steal your pig, your chicken, or whatnot. But, or your but, daughter. But this one wanted to be heard. Right. So maybe... I'm thinking it was dying.
1: Right. Now, they did... Like he said, they captured it, they took it in front of the governor, but they really had no idea what they had, so they thought it maybe it was an escapee from the insane asylum, and they took it there, but their records showed that they had no escapees. Try. right. But either way, they took it in, and they labeled it as a John Doe, and that's where the paper trail stops.
0: And And they were talking about what a great find it would be if we knew exactly which patient it was and where they buried it and we could excavate that body i mean yeah it doesn't sound right but in science's eyes yeah let's pull it up get a bone do some dna and, yes and find out really what what we're dealing with here
1: right now that's that's one story that was like way back when right. and uh i guess They've been dealing with the skunk ape as long as North America's been dealing with Sasquatch. That's right. So, and another a little bit of information Miss uh, Stacy Brown Jr. put in was the the name skunk ape. It don't come from the smell of the creature. I guess uh, there was one spotted, and it had a stripe down the middle of its head like a skunk of white hair so that's where the term skunk ape was coined makes sense to me now that that's his story I, I believe him now if if anyone disputes it I don't know hold on let us know you said it had a uh, white hair down the forehead
0: uh, down the middle of the head when did like they a see, skunk when did they see this creature
1: well that was I I don't know the
0: exact date so could it have been deep st- Perry from Aerosmith, he's got white
1: going down. You know what? That's possible. And the screams they hear it could
0: be Steven Tyler. <gasps> we solved it, Vince. Debunked. Ah. No, just kidding. But he's right. This documentary made me think as well because they had such convincing evidence. I mean, tell me. Tell me the stories, Vince, weren't on point, that they right. didn't... Uh,
1: this whole documentary was uh, done. Stacy Brown Jr. and his father had an account, mm-hmm. so he started researching, and he d- did a documentary, brought people in to tell their stories, but... He did it so well. He's a well-spoken gentleman, and he did everything very good, and that's what caught my attention. Now let's get to another story. Uh, This is one of the earlier ones. I I, I don't know if it was in the 70s or 80s, but these two young men were out uh, fishing. So, you know, they're wasting time during the day. The sun's going down. Fish aren't biting right now, so they want to go for a ride around the swamp and just to see what they could see. They come around a bend and they see something with their headlights so they stop and they get out and it's one of these skunk egg creatures well they're kind of you know they're young they're freaking out one of them grabs a gun and shoots it the creature screams i don't know if they drop it or what but another one comes out of the bush heading toward the injured one so they freak out they they jump in the truck and they head back to camp so they're sitting back in the camp florida swamp you know it's hot it's muggy the truck's steaming up and the only thing they could think of is we need to get the heck out of here but the other one says we're not leaving without my boat so they jump out of the truck they run down to the river or the water edge to load up the boat and it's just a little aluminum boat and uh something they hear something and it throws I don't know if it was a rock or something in the water, and it's so close to them that they get splashed. Now, one of them even says, it was so close, it damn near drowned me. Right. Now, that scared the, of course, that scared them. So, they took off with the boat, threw it in the truck, and took off. And I guess a few miles away, they had a cousin with a property, and he had one of the floodlights outside. And they parked under that light and didn't move until daylight
0: yeah i mean that's i i remember that, that oh that's crazy man i mean what would you do
1: uh that's exactly what i did with my encounter i took off and i parked in a safe space you're, you're
0: right you told me you said we left everything we, we, we abandoned the, the camp yeah there. yeah you're right and i heard that story and i was like what the fuck i'm like you know i would probably do the same thing Vince. right because
1: that's your instincts fight or flight yeah, i mean and if you don't know what you got there you're not going to stay in fight
0: and especially if you get close to something like that that you can't really explain right you're, I'm, I'm gone i'm right. gone I'm now an, another
1: story is uh we'll tell them about the the hunting camp um they were all a group of people were going hunting somebody went up early and the way they have these hunting camps set up is uh you drive your pickup as far as it'll go, then you have to load everything on a Jeep because right. the roads are so bad. But somebody went up one other party early and he called and he said, you guys need to get up here as soon as possible and bring the cameras because he found some footprints.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there's several stories that, that we've heard tonight that, I, I mean, I don't know where to start or end, Vince. To me, they were all credible. And, I mean, the ones that stuck out to me the most, I'm not going to lie, is the the ranger story.
1: Right. Well, we'll get to that in a minute.
0: We will. Uh, The sister story, the little girls jumping on the trampoline. Yeah. And, uh...
1: Well, let, let me let me finish this uh, hunting story. Oh, okay. Then, then we'll oh, get to I, the girls. Oh, I didn't know you wanted me to finish that. Yeah, but I did. Go ahead. But anyway, th- they they found these tracks. They have a hunting lodge. And I guess there's uh, hunting lodges relatively close to each other. While well, they follow these tracks, it was in a in soft dirt and it went up through the by the cabin. Then they kind of lose it in the wilderness. So they went up to the next cabin and this thing was walking along going close to these cabins.
0: Uh, I I see what you... He wanted me to finish this, so let me finish it, Vince. All right, so he's right. The hunters did see foot tracks, and so they tracked them. Well, they poured a cast, and they they have a damn good cast. You should watch this. And uh, after they looked at this cast, one of them said, I want to move up there for a month and track this beast and see what it does. So he basically did and the evidence he got is the initial hunt they went on and, and while they were fishing not hunting and uh, they saw the track and what was really puzzling is these tracks went through not mud there were trails alongside that the creature could have taken it on dry land
1: it could have crossed a bridge right. over the creek
0: right but he chose to go through terrain that's not where we wouldn't walk. Well, it's not traveled by us, so right. is he going to be found? No, because we got our set trails, our hard our hard roads, our bridges. Right. This creature took the time to go through the mud, but and they were giving statistics on the gate and how the creature was doing 18-inch or bigger strides while these guys, normal humans, are doing 3 and 4 inches. Right, through that's the how, mud. That's how thick the mud was. So if you and me are doing half a foot strides trying to get through this mud to the other side because we're tracking it, and this creature is doing 18 inches, a foot and a half in that same mud, who's more powerful and who's bigger? Right, exactly. So that's what they were trying to get to, but they did track them, and they lost them on hard ground. Right. Once they lost them on hard ground, that was
1: it. Right. Now, mm-hmm. the, the guy who wanted to stay behind, he did find a spot where he had been digging in the... Right. they They call it wild cabbage or something.
0: Cabbage. Wild cabbage. And
1: uh when they found that hole where that creature was digging, he had his Rottweiler with him. And he said his Rottweiler kind of freaked out. So, he stood there at the hole and kind of investigated. Right. And it was so fresh that he kind of jumped up and he had his gun and he was scanning the trees because he was expecting
0: that creature to be close. I mean can't blame them right especially after you hear about the stories about what's in that area now now let's get to the two little girls yeah let's do that all right so on this documentary there's these two girls that are friends they're not sisters they've been friends since one was 10 one was nine maybe even younger 12 10 anyway one summer they go visit her aunt and I'm saying, the ant is the blonde girl. I'm not going to give you a name. You want to find out, watch the documentary. Anyway, they're jumping on the trampoline. And the trampoline is, what, they said 50 feet from the creek, right. the now, swamp.
1: Now, where they were in the property, the fence was 50 feet. And then beyond the fence is the swamp.
0: It's a swamp. So, right there, you got gators. You got coons. You got everything. Copperheads, snakes. So, everything's there. Anyway these girls are jumping on the trampoline And they said They hear a noise And they're like what is that Well Doesn't strike them they keep jumping And then they said all of a sudden They see this creature Full of hair About 7 foot
1: Yeah, they they estimate they were small. There's a little clearing at the edge of the property. They said it was standing in the clearing, and they they estimate seven, eight foot.
0: And they were just staring at them, and it made a sound. And then they said they were jumping, and it made a second sound, a second sound that neither one of them knew what it was. Right, well,
1: they had stopped after they heard the first sound.
0: Right, but they jumped off after the second sound. They jumped off the trampoline and made their way into the house saying, we couldn't get there fast enough. Well, when they get inside, the girlfriend's mom says, "What was, it was that?" The, it was the ant. The ant.
1: The ant said the ant had heard it also. And uh, the girls came in, kind of scared, hysterical. And the ant says, "What was that noise? I heard it." And they said, there's something out there standing in the clearing. So the aunt had heard enough that they just jumped in the car and they abandoned. Yeah, they left.
0: They abandoned the place. Do I blame them? No, No, absolutely
1: not. Now, this happened some time ago. These these ladies are older now. And uh, one of the ladies commented that, you know, I was scared back then, but I don't believe it's going to hurt us. And if I were to see it now, I wouldn't be afraid. And <laughs> we talked about this, and I'm gonna have to call bullshit on that one.
0: <laughs> I am too, because I'd be afraid. Hell yeah! <laughs> After uh, and people, we just talked about the David Pilates 411 missing, so should be afraid too.
1: Right, and they're wild animals. You know, they're not our
0: friends. And <laughs> no, they didn't come and make you banana nut bread.
1: Right. So and. Moving on with our our documentary, there was also a couple who were hiking. Now, now they were on a hiking trail where I'm I'm assuming you could hike and you could camp for a night and keep on continue on the
0: trail. And, no, yeah, when we watch that. But let's take it back first to what happened. So they were on the trail camping, and they were going about their business. And lo and behold, as they... Were about to reach the trail they needed to get to, they said a skunk ape just walked right in front of them.
1: Right, they were they were hiking, and a skunk ape crossed the trail in front of them. Now, they didn't say if it paid them any attention.
0: No, they they, they said it just walked like it paid them no attention. They said it was on its bit, like leave me alone, I leave you alone.
1: Right. Now it, it passed by a tree, and the gentleman said. He remembered the tree, so he was going to use it as a gauge when they got close to that tree. He said the tree was at least seven feet. Yeah. And he said when this creature walked on the opposite side of the tree, that his head was still sticking over the tree.
0: And that's at seven feet, folks.
1: Right. That's a a big critter.
0: Yeah, it is. So these are like stories that are on this documentary. and. I think they're all credible.
1: Right. So anyway, these two hikers, they get to their camping spot, and, you know, the sun goes down, and they're settling in. It's about 10 o'clock at night. They're getting ready to hit the hay. Then they hear a whistle from the trail. Right. Now, it didn't startle them too much because there was other hikers supposed to meet them there for the night, and they are going to move on together. But shortly after that, they heard another another whistle from the thick part of the, the on woods. On the right. You said that, to the right. Yeah, and, and that kind of that kind of freaked him out because, you know, who would be over there? So they, they could hear movement and stuff, and he told his wife, don't turn on your headlight until it comes into the clearing so we could see what it is. Right. But she was like, hell no. She turned on her light right away, so they said they could hear whatever it was, bipedal scampering off in the opposite direction,
0: right and that's crazy shit because I know that happened yeah and
1: they were pretty credible when they told the story they uh they seemed genuine they
0: did I mean we heard some good testimony some good uh I mean eyewitness I testimonies because these people were on camera divulging what they saw what they believed, but the pinnacle of this documentary is exactly what was seen by uh, what was his name? Stacy Brown Jr. and his father Stacy
1: Brown there you go now, that's what made them do this documentary because they had their own experience so they wanted to collect other people's experience and what I like about this is they're all first hand accounts
0: that's right and Stacey Brown his dad's account I mean the story and the reenactment I'm like, that's... It. Right. Well, and the footage they got, some of yes. the best.
1: Before we get into that story, uh, you want to give them the email so
0: they can get a hold of us? Oh, yeah. We forgot to do that. See how you guys get us excited to talk about this shit. Anyway, want to get in touch with us? First of all, hit that subscribe button, and we'll, we'll see you every week. Second of all, if you want to give us your story, you've heard a story, you know a story... Or you're going to be a story. Contact us at late night with Larry fifty five at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Yes, let us know what you think.
1: That's right. And, and before we dive into this last story, which is a great one, we want to give a shout out to our super fan. That's right. We were in Gallup over the weekend, and we met a super fan. His name is Raiden Fosick. Right. He's from Idaho. Uh, great and- kid. Uh, he's hopefully he'll come this way again we could take him out squatching with us or whatever you want to call it investigating and if we find anything we're going to have him on the program with us talking about the experience
0: that's right and Raiden while you're on your travels if you see a squatch you better call us bro
1: yep let us know that's
0: right shout out to Raiden yep thanks for listening Raiden thanks for being a super fan that's right anyway on this last which is the pinnacle of what we've been trying to get to, Vince. Yes, me and you both watched the story play out between father and son. And uh, the story goes kind of like this. The son and his friends have been down in certain parts of the woods. And they've been hearing things. So he's asking his dad if he could take his thermal cam Because dad, and we're looking back. We're not in today's world. We're going back 20, 30 years. Right. And uh, a thermal cam was not cheap. So he's asking his dad, can we take the thermal cam? Because we keep hearing noises and knocks and blah, blah. And the dad's like, no. He's like, no, I wasn't going to let him take it. That's expensive equipment. And I get it. I get it being a dad. But... They keep asking and one night, I guess, the weather inclement happens and the dad can't stay at work all night. He comes home and he says, you know, even though it's thundering, it's raining, we're going to go where his camping site is tonight. So he calls his son and says, we're going tonight. And the son's like, tonight? It's raining. He said, tonight. So they go and uh, they get to the campsite. They start doing their thing. They're playing music. And they start hearing noises. Well, the son says, see, that's what we always hear. That's what we hear. Right. Right? So then the dad says, well, let's turn the music up and let's sneak out and start filming what they are.
1: Right. But before this even happened, they heard a knock. Right. And this is pretty new to the dad. So the son had to explain to him exactly what the knock
0: was. And and you're right. They heard the knock first. And he did get explained to him.
1: Right. And that's when they decided to... They turned up the music as a distraction. And that
0: was a dad stop.
1: Yeah, so they could sneak out with the thermal camera. Now, now the thermal camera had been giving them trouble, he said, right?
0: That's what he said, but we all know what happened.
1: Right. So they snuck out of the camp, and they kind of tried to circle around, right, to where where the sound was coming from.
0: Well, yeah, they heard the sound, and he told his son, "Let's go. the sound's coming here. And if you recall, it was so dark that he put it... Because of the rain and the heat of the Florida... You know, you're in Florida in the summertime, so he put it on dark gray or... Uh,
1: black heat. Black heat. It, it was on uh, the, the the white heat, but he said everything was... Because of the rain and the heat, everything was blurring together. So they switched to black heat so he could see the, the trail because he said snakes and things... Uh, well, it's a big thing. They're afraid of them out there. So right. they wanted to... Uh, stay safe so his his son had a little camcorder but he could only basically see their faces so he he was leading his son his son had his hand on his shoulder leading him through the the trail and the bush trying to circle around to find where the sound's coming from
0: right so and and they did and so from there on the dad says you know i hear something well The son doesn't know it, but the dad takes a flare video of what's the skunk ape or a Sasquatch crossing a certain piece of property from one tree to the other, making its move as they move through the forest, as they do. Well, he didn't tell his son. He told his son, okay, we got to get back. The batteries are dying, and uh, we got to leave now. Yeah. He wasn't telling his son what he saw Uh, initially. He did eventually tell him, but at that point point in time he's like let's go we got to go i can't tell you why he he kept saying the batteries he right? said the batteries are dead we got to get out of here he said to, to get better shots and one of batteries he said we got to get our stuff and the batteries are dead well, we yeah, got to go he
1: said we got to go back to the truck and change the batteries Right. so they, they 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 made their way back to the camp and what he didn't tell his son was when he seen this thing through the his flare camera his flare it, it it moved, but it was kind of heading toward uh, the path they were on to cut them off before they get to camp. So that's why he wanted to get out of there quick. So they made it back to the pickup, and uh, they're sitting there, and he told his son, <laughs> I lied, there's no batteries. We got no batteries. Watch this footage.
0: Right. He showed his son the footage and the fun the son got all upset like, what the hell? We could have. No, no, no. He said that thing was going to cut us off. He was smart enough to know that.
1: Yeah. And he said this thing could see in the dark. It was watching us. Right. Because this thing was hiding behind trees or a tree. And he initially thought, oh, it's a raccoon because he saw something on both sides of the tree. And it was actually the creature on both sides of the tree.
0: Right. So huge, three three feet apart. Come on, man. Yeah. Then,
1: the 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 great footage is when that creature moved out from behind the tree into the brush, and they said there were there was about a six foot opening, and that creature did it in one
0: stride. One stride, he was complete through. But I mean, we watched that flare video perfect i mean the dark silhouette the arm the leg i mean come on Right. it has all the characteristics that
1: the so-called experts say it had a the the bent knee when he takes a stride because they say the knees have to be bent to absorb the shock from such a big creature right the trailing foot is bent 90 degrees at the knee it had all that right but but what really got to me is remember we saw that still of the flare right And it's a side profile, and you could even see the face.
0: I mean, it was so detailed. That flare was... That's why I told you we got to watch this and podcast this, because this has been one of the best documentaries I've seen. And I don't think this man's in it for the money.
1: No. I think He he, wanted to tell his story. He
0: wanted to tell his story, and he wants the truth to be known.
1: Right. Now, when they first got this video they didn't really know what to do with it so they got in touch with cliff barackman from the bfro you all know him from finding bigfoot right but he he is the real deal what you see on tv uh, don't do justice to what he really is now he jumped at the chance to analyze this video and he did and he did a good job this man is more intelligent he, he's got a lot of knowledge he he's definitely a specialist in the as much as you could be in the field now mm-hmm. he took measurements and you know he they what did you say they call it the the it's average called, yeah in
0: math we call it in statistics it's the mean the median right. so the mean is what's in between the means what you're looking right. for
1: because he took uh what he thought how big the creature was the step and you know and kind of averaged it and picked it in the middle and it's still a big
0: creature uh, he he estimated the means. Or the mean, the, the average, mean was still seven, eight seven foot, seven and a half, eight foot. Yeah, he's like eight foot, and we're gonna rest on eight foot because if we do the math, it's eight foot. Now, but, now, and, yeah, and, and over three feet wide. Right now, they did a. He asked them to do a, a comparison right. shot
1: with uh, Stacy Junior. And this thing just dwarfs him. Dwarfed him. And he's
0: what? Five nine. He's five nine, and he looked like
1: a, Th- this thing. He came in under the shoulders. Yeah, he looked like a cutout. He sure right. did. And and what got me about this thermal is, it has these huge shoulders, and the way the head hangs lower, yeah. like like an ape.
0: Right. I mean, the head's connected to the shoulders. Right. And
1: it's great how Cliff Barakman gets into all this in detail. That just, man, this dude's a real professional.
0: He is. And he did a damn good job.
1: Right. And now, I mean, he broke it down and analyzed it, Vince, like, right. Now, they they did an episode of Finding Bigfoot there, and he got to take his own measurements, and that confirmed the seven and a half, eight feet. Right. And he also said he got some of the best audio sent in to him. From a spot about 100, 150 yards away from there. He did. Now, what do you think? Same creature?
0: You know what, Vince? You and I know not the same creature. One of many. Right. That inhabit that place.
1: Right. Now, it, it was great. I, I think the documentary was do- well done. And all these uh, eyewitness stories... They built up to the pinnacle because I believe that's some of the best uh, FLIR footage I've ever seen.
0: It's the best flare footage I've seen. That's why I told you, you need to come and watch us, and then we're going to talk about this. Yes, but... But it definitely is. You know, I've, I've seen a lot. I've watched all the Finding, Searching for Bigfoot episodes and blah, blah, blah. And I've watched so much... I don't want to say bullshit, but I've watched so many things on this topic. But to me, that Flair video, it it speaks for itself.
1: Right. Now, you mentioned you watched all the Finding Bigfoot, and that was for entertainment. Because if you seen Cliff on that and Cliff on this... Totally different person. I, I agree. He, he's an expert and a professional in this documentary.
0: I agree, and that's why I'm telling you. In this documentary, this is what this is about: people that are really right. truly on the trail.
1: Yes, I agree,
0: and that's where we're at, and that's what we want to thank you for listening tonight, because that's what we do. Right. Let us know. Why don't you guys watch a
1: documentary if you can, and tell us what you think, because. It was really compelling to us. We liked it. And there's some good stuff. And if you have anything, maybe
0: you've come across something you'd like us to see. Try it. And if you have, let us know. We want to know. We'll bring you on. We'll, we'll find a way where we can all communicate and share our story.
1: Yep. And we'll talk about it. That's right. Because that's and what we do. We talk.
0: And our number one fan, you little young man, keep listening.
1: Thank you, Raiden. Peace right. out, Raiden.
0: Later.